This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. rest. (laughs) Yeah, you know when you get like a jalapeno and it's not very flavorful and then you're like, this sucks, but it's still spicy. It's like spicy without flavor. It's no. This is a a flavorful jalapeno. I like the ones on the plane. I love how that whole conversation was caught too. Thank you, Daniel. That's good. Thank you. Jalapeno. That's how we roll. How's it going? Welcome back, Pete. Welcome back, Trav. Thanks. Why are you shorten? Are you shorter. shortened my name? Uh, okay, Peter. I mean, you can call me Peter. All right. Peter. I can call you. Are you uncomfortable with Trav? Peter Louise. It just we- sounds weird. Oh. Trav. Travy baby. Travy baby. Oh, what's she Anywho, uh, welcome to Tap Into. We are your hosts, Travis and Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. What is this? Like it's almost been like two weeks, I feel. At least it's, two weeks. Well, we it was three weeks ago we released our last show. Uh, yeah. What's going on with you? I'm just not feeling it right now. It's mm-hmm. that time like of 97%? day. Ninety seven percent? What do you mean? You're not I you're not hundred percent, so it, no. it like ninety two percent. I'd say about eighty. Eighty? Yeah. Should you be in bed? Nope. With a whole cold compress? No, because then you get in bed and then it makes you feel worse and you have this like the woe is me moment. So I've just been trying to like you know, get out and do things and kind of ignore the fact that um, the sickening is upon me. Um, and it's worked pretty good. Uh, I have this weird system to where my body, I was telling Pete about this, is that um, whenever I'm getting sick, I can feel it days before, and then it slowly comes on in the mornings um, for the next two or three days, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, after a couple hours of being up, I f- start feeling really great and wonderful, and then... Right around three, four o'clock, my body's like, "Oh, that's right, you're sick." So, and then it reminds me, and then I'm kind of down for the you know, the rest of the evening. It works really well, actually, because I can get stuff done during the day. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's coming. It's a coming. I'm I'm using my supplements, and I'm getting out and exercising, and getting vitamin D and all that good stuff. Uh, so it's just now it's going about running its course. Uh, so yeah. Anyway. Uh, t- what do you, is there a reason that you knocking and slapping? No, please. Pete's extra spicy today, so this is going to be an interesting, uh, podcast. You know, it's kind of like he's doing things like a toddler would do when you say, don't do it, please. Um, it's completely legal for adults to act like toddlers. It is, it is. It is legal. It is completely legal. Oh, speaking of which, 
Um, how are you, Miss Eva? Eva's in the house. Hey, Eva. As you can see, her title is called... And she that, knows what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. So, yeah, we've been gone for the past... Uh, couple of weeks this is going on the third week and we're back and we're at in action we just got back from guatemala last oh this was it just saturday, saturday. yeah saturday yep um and holy moly holy moly what an experience um for me i'll speak for me. <laughs> pete just gave me dagger eyes so he's gonna speak I for himself i don't know what you're talking about uh, i think you know exactly what i'm talking about uh but yeah it was a such an amazing experience me myself uh, myself and Pete uh, and Melissa Crispell from Long Term Wellness went down and tapped into a little bit of amazing me movement in Guatemala. Uh, so let's talk about that. Expectations versus reality. Um, I think it was one of those uh, – for me, and I've said this many, 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 many times, um, everything that we did and witnessed and, and kind of met up to my expectations. Uh, it's a beautiful, gorgeous – uh, area Guatemala. We stayed in a place called Panahanchel. Uh, am I saying that right? Correct. Uh, See. So, but first it was like we we flew into Guatemala City, uh, and you know, for those of you ever been to Guatemala City, you know how the airports are. They're not the fanciest, or it's a little small. Um, and we were thinking that we were going to be waiting for um, our. Our bus, not our bus, but our, what do you call it? Shuttle. Shuttle. Thank you. Um, and lo and behold, um, we had one of the best surprises ever when Miss uh, Eva Rosano from Amazing Me Movement surprised us at the airport. She jumped out. Um, she jumped out. She it did. was the first time I'd ever been surprised at an airport. Um, I know that sounds weird. I usually do this surprising. Yeah. Um, but it was nice. It was more than nice because here we are and we're in this, you know, foreign country, not knowing anybody. We know enough uh, Spanish to get us around. Um, but, you know, it was nice for me. It was almost just like when I see when I saw her, which is really she does. She knows how to speak some Spanish for sure. Um, it was like this breath. I took this breath where I'm like, oh, OK, somebody is local, somebody who knows. So that was amazing. Um, hey, Dave, how's it going? So we got there. It was beautiful. It was a four-hour shuttle ride from the airport to Panahanchel, uh, which was fine. It was at night. It was a whirlwind of a um, road trip, I guess you could say. Uh, but it was at night, so we didn't really get to see a lot of the stuff. But we got to our um, Airbnb um, around midnight, and it was just nothing shy of gorgeous. It was just beautiful. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. was. If you've seen the movie or read the book, The Secret Garden, uh-huh. it was that with a house in the middle of it. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Uh, and you know, it was. It was beautiful. It was kind of like in a world of its own. It felt like it was kind of gated. It was not kind of. It was very gated. It had flowers all everywhere. Um, the host. Well, not the host, but the person who owned the house had uh, uh, put flowers in every single one of the rooms, like not even the bathroom. So it was just a very, very warm welcome from our friend Eva, as well as this beautiful house. Uh, so what did we do, Pete? What did we do when we were in Panahanchel? 
Oh, I did learn. You caught me in the middle of chewing an ice cube. Yeah. So now that that's over. <clears throat> um, so the question was, what did we do? We explored the city and it sits on next to this lake, which is the most. So if you ever get a chance to go uh, where you're walking somewhere and all of a sudden, like whether it's a vast ocean or you're on a hillside and then like a city's exposed, like when you drive into Philly, I think is the city that happened to me. And it just goes whoosh. And it opens up and there's these three volcanoes and the sun is reflecting off the water and there's boats going on and people just, we actually came in our first day, we arrived on a Saturday, so our first day where we got to have light and see everything was a Sunday. Church was going on and there's no church, I mean there was a church building, but all the services and the baptismals and stuff happened at the lake, in the water, like everyone's surrounding like the, it was really cool to witness and then there were live bands just like every so many hundreds of feet just playing I don't know if it was like one, even maybe you could speak to this. I don't know if it was like one service spread out or many different services or I don't know. But it was really cool to see um, how a different culture lives. And um, I think we fit in really well because we it was very go with the flow. Um, you know, it and it, it's. They have these uh, tricycle motorcycle kind of things with like a Tuk-tuks. cage on them called tuk tuks. Which I just figured out. It was a person in my vehicle when I was driving this week. He says he's from India, and they call uh-huh. them tuk tuks. They're apparently like I think they are tuk-tuks. they're everywhere over the. So maybe that's the Spanish pronunciation. I think it's just I've kept going back and forth from tuk tuk to tuk tuk. Either way, it's like an all over the world thing. Hey, Kimberly. Um, not so much in America, but actually here we have them too. But actually, actual bicycles. Yeah, you get you know you do a little love cruise down the whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're everywhere. Um, and then like there's women who carry stuff on their heads, laundry or clothes or food or like, it was just, it was like stepping into a third world, a history book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was stepping into a history book cause I've seen pictures and mm-hmm. I've read about it and I've seen documentaries or I've even seen movies portrayed in different, um, similar cultures, but to be in it, it was very surreal. So I enjoyed it. Um, there was a couple of first world commodities that were missing, like being able to flush certain things down the toilet. Um, toilet paper, toilet paper, say toilet paper specifically. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was what was on the toilet paper. Putting that in the trash can was a little weird. Um, but that is the extreme example of stuff that, uh, if I was going to move there, I could get used to it. I could like, sure. it's not like there's anything in my life now that's so luxurious that I can't function as a human being. Like I could go and I can move there. The only thing I will say is about taking it, learning to be grateful for, um, health and sanitation when it comes to water supply and food. Um, Travis and I both experienced some food poisoning. Um, so it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't a reason not to go for sure, but it was a reason to really um, respect cleanliness of like, even if I'm going to live there to wash my food regularly, Yeah. Um, which you and Melissa were really good about washing whatever and stuff and like not being afraid to get back on the horse um, when you fall off and you eat something that makes you sick. And I know Eva, you talked about this um, if you're still in the comments, like, um, that you go somewhere and you've been there six months straight and then all of a sudden you go there and you get sick and then it's like, it's, you know, it's just something that happens. So I'm very grateful to, uh, to live somewhere like the United States sure. where I can just not think about eating my food. Although I don't know, maybe that's a hindrance as well. It's like, a mm-hmm. uh, now that I don't think about it, everything you know, can go into my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. That's not where I was going, but yeah. So, um, it was it was a very magical experience. It was I'm, I'm so magical. And it was like, you know, if you haven't uh, had the experience to be able to, to visit a third world country, it really is. Like, so Guatemala City, where we landed, 
I don't even know what it's about. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a city. It's got all kinds of restaurants. There's McDonald's and this, that, and the other. Uh, but where we went was four hours south, northwest. I don't know. I never uh, looked at a map yet. I don't know. Yeah, never looked at a map. But um, it was literally like people lived. You know, there was houses, of course, but there was places where um, the huts were made out of corrugated steel. There was dirt floors, and there was families of four or five that, you know, slept all in one queen bed. Um, you know, the markets were open, the meats were hanging out, the flies were there, the fruits were there, the vegetables were there, but it was like everybody, it was very, very, very important to me because one thing that was consistent, um, that I noticed was everybody seemed to be happy. They didn't really know better, I guess. Um, uh, even, even if they did what they did on a day-to-day basis, walking around, washing laundry, making tortillas, uh, whatever their job was made them happy. Uh, so it was like making the best out of, uh, of a situation that mm-hmm. may not, in my eyes, and this is judgment coming in, right, may not be the best situation for me, not for them, but for me. And that was a, a, a kind of a, not a hard lesson, but an important lesson um, for me to realize that what looks um, hard and difficult and and something that I wouldn't want to do Gives people life, gives people happiness, gives people energy and and whatever they may do. Um, life is simple, like Eva just said. Life is simple there, um, and it was a very it was a culture shock, of course. But there was no point in time where I was like, I'm not sure I could ever be here or I could live here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it it was very it instilled a lot of gratitude for what I had for sure. Um, so it's something I definitely believe that. I want to experience more of, not just there, but in different places, um, you know, because it gets your mind thinking, right? Not only does it get your mind thinking about what you have and what you're grateful for, um, it also lost that. Uh, well, I mean, it also like, it gets you gra- grateful for what you have, but it also makes you really think about what you can do to help others. And so my whole like, you know, process, thought process was, okay, what can we do, you know, and for me to overthink things is not anything out of the ordinary, but like, for me, it's like, how can I save and how can I help and how can I do? Um, And at the end of the day, one of my favorite, most memorable moments, hi, Sydney, I love you too, we love you, can't wait to see you, Um, one of my absolute favorite moments um, was visiting one of the families that Eva, uh, I don't want to say sponsors, but I guess sponsors is a good word for it, where she goes and she'll go over there weekly or however often she's able to, um, to kind of get a, go and get a list from, from the mom um, and go to the grocery forum for the things that they need. And at the end of the day, some of the things that, um, that they don't necessarily always have, which, you know, in this case is cornflakes and Fruit Loops and milk, which, you know, you look back and you think, holy crap, I've taken taken cereal and milk for granted. Whenever it was like for these kids, it was like the huge mama thing for the week. Um, so that was my most favorite um, experience was um, we all took them to get ice cream um, at one of the little ice cream places and told the kids, to told the two little boys that they could get literally anything they wanted. Um, and one of the guys, one of the kids 
Alex, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he, got, he got um, a banana split uh, with all the fixings on it, and then his little brother... Walter. Walter, look. <laughs> I was like, just came I don't to know, it. Walter. Walter um, got... And I guess Walter was probably seven, eight-ish sure, in sure. that area. Um, Alex was probably 12, 11, 10. I don't know. They're all very small. <laughs> um, but they, Walter got this ice cream cone that was probably the size of his face. You know, it was like... Three layers tall, rolled in and um, sprinkles, and he got done with that first layer, and he could just see him start turning a little like green from being like so full, but also wanted to be polite and not like throw away this thing that um, his new friends just got him. But that was probably one of the biggest, one of the nicest experiences for me was to absolutely just be able to give back, and again, it got me to thinking. What can I do to give back on a daily, daily basis? Um, you know, Danielle, I'm going to pull you into this. Like, you, I saw something that you um, had commented on on the Ellen show um, where, <clears throat> oh, she gave that woman like a house and all the things that she ever needed, a new car. It was like over like six or seven different yeah. um, episodes or whatnot. And one of the comments that you made was, um, that and I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, oh my god, that is so sweet. I wish I could do what Ellen does. I oh, wish I could yeah. be in the same position that Ellen is. That got me to thinking too. Like it all comes back, right? It got me to thinking is that you know we see people like Ellen and we see people um, on TV and the media that are constantly giving back these huge things, right? Um, for people, it's cars and and TVs and houses, and we go, oh, I wish I could do that. But what I've learned from being and going over to Guatemala was that a sucker to a kid or an ice cream cone to a kid is the same as me receiving a car or a house. So if we kind of like scale it down a little bit, we have the ability to change people's lives like that every single day. A dollar to somebody that is on the side of the street or is hungry, you know, if you're getting them a sandwich, whatever it may be. That is the exact same equivalent as Ellen giving all of these people houses and cars and whatnot. So keep that in mind. Uh, keep that in mind. And I'm definitely going to keep that in mind um, to where it's like if you have it, if you have an abundance of anything, and even when you don't, I've learned through the past couple of years is that even when I don't have an abundance of money or fine or not finance money or like different things that i have clothing cars whatever it may be and i give it away even whenever i think i need it more holy hell it comes back tenfold uh, and the impact that i'm doing on other people's lives even if i never receive that money back or even if it comes back to me in, in a karmic way totally worth it nothing Pete's, Pete's checking out. Uh, so, no, I'm here. So it's like, you know, that was my biggest takeaway. I cannot tell you how much that experience, um, it was just eye-opening. It was so eye-opening. Um, we were talking to our friends, uh, uh, Barry and Sydney Williams. You've seen her on, on the show quite a bit. Um, they're out living their best life right now in the van. Um, traveling across the United States, coming to a state near you whenever they're about to do their uh, Hiking My Feelings. Check that out, hikingmyfeelings.com, as well as the Facebook page, Hiking My Feelings. Uh, but we were talking to them, and, you know, Sydney was like, she was like, open up your eyes, dude. Open up your eyes, open up your arms, 
open up your <laughs> ears. That's what I was looking for. Um, she was like, because once you experience something like that, once you have this big aha moment uh, and you take trips like this, it's kind of when things start flooding in. It's like the the experiences and the ideas. And she was like, listen to them, write them down. I was like, because I told her, I was like, something big is coming, coming? Something big is coming, and I don't know what it is. I have this like fire in my belly um, to want to do something really big. And again, if we're talking about the grand scheme of things, what my big is may not necessarily be Oprah big, uh, but it's a big thing for me. Um, and she said, write it down. Write everything down, even when it doesn't make sense. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, so who knows? Something, something big's coming up. Uh, and I'm excited to see what that is. Me too. Yeah. Do you have any hints? Not a clue. Mm. Not a clue. It's that feeling. You know that feeling, like where it's just it's go back to our show episode seventy two forty three, where it was like, do you feel itchy? Are you feeling itchy? And that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling that little itchy going on. Um, whether it's and I've learned a long time ago for me that my my life purpose is to help others. Um, obtain their goals and dreams and wishes. That's what kind of a person I am. That's what I love to do. Um, and that is my dream and my wish is to help others. So it's like whether it's helping somebody else, um, you know, figure their stuff out or if it's something completely new to me. I don't know what it is, but I'm very stupid excited about it. I have an idea. Yes. We could go on the Ellen show. Yes. That would fucking make my dream. <laughs> oh, I said F. Sorry. Whatever, it's fine. Are we not explicit anymore? Listening. Danielle really wants to be on your show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, see, Ellen, this this episode is uh, brought to you and sponsored by Ellen DeGeneres. It is. So put that out there right now. Um, and Dave Moore just said, best advice about sharing is when you get to the top, send the elevator down. Boom. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. We have no comprehension of the South as a difference we can make in the lives of everyone we meet by doing the smallest thing that costs us nothing. Exactly. And at the end of the day, nothing costs us anything. It's all made up, like this money situation, this whole, like, whatever it is. It's all just kind of, I mean, you can't take it with you. Yeah. Even the money, we assign a value to it that we think it's worth. It's not backed by gold anymore. No. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. So, I mean, give it away if you want it back. If you don't want it back, keep it to yourself. That's what I've learned. Guatemala. Man, what an experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like, so my big takeaway from Guatemala was that people are people wherever you go. Um, and the problems in America are the problems in Guatemala in terms of connection. In ter- I'm not talking about water consumption or clean water, or clean food. Like those are basic needs. Take the basic needs out of it. Uh, when it comes to like humanity, people connecting, I think Guatemalans are more connected than Americans. Hey, like, man. <laughs> like we, our, our, our tuk-tuk, our tuk-tuk was backfiring and it was, it was Ugh. going very slow. And this guy just jumped off the street and started pushing and then got in and was riding. And like, they were talking like the, and I didn't speak that language. So they may well have known each other for a while, but there was just a lot of compassion for like the fellow people. Um, and then of course there was us, which everyone tried to sell us things for one Quetzal. Well, one, one Quetzal. One Quetzal. One, 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 one. I, I would have had, if I had said yes to everything, I would have had like seven billion uh, sunglass straps, <laughs> I think. And like maybe really 20 million bracelets. Yeah. Uh-huh. For like probably $5. But um, so, but that aside, joking aside, like the, the, those kids, like, so the kids that we visited that are friends with Eva, 
um, that you're talking about with the ice cream. It's like when we met them, they may not have eaten that day and they may not have had clean water that day, but they all had smiles on their faces. They were all playing in the streets with other kids. They were all like when we we met the mother who walking down the street and Eva was there saying hi and talk. She had a huge smile. She gave us all hugs. I mean, there's no suffering. I, I'm not going to say what other people are going through, but me looking at it, there's no suffering going on. People were just living their lives, getting up, going to work, to feed their families, to go social, like to go party and dancing is a huge music and dancing and partying is a huge culture um, in Central America, huge part of the culture, um, which was a lot of fun. I got to partake in that one day, get get my dance on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, people, I mean, I didn't see a lot of suffering going on. Uh-uh. I mean, and, and again, not talking about the physical sense, because sure. I don't know what it's like to not have clean water or to go a day without eating outside of my own choice. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole nother thing. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, one of the things that we learn in personal development when it comes to suffering is that that's a choice. Like I may be in pain, you may be sick or whatever. Um, you know, I may have a belly ache or whatever, but like when I was in bed with food poisoning, I was glad to have a warm bed to sleep in and a house over my head and medicine to help me get better and people that were there to help get me better. Um, so like that I wasn't suffering even though I was sick and didn't feel very good, uh, physically. So I think the world's okay. I think that the world is okay because we all are doing whatever we're at the best we can. Um, and the other thing was that if we want to help, like I, like Eva felt called to move there and help. So she's helping her new community. Um, I'm not going to send money anywhere else, but my community, I'm not going to send money. I'm not going to give my, I'm going to help myself and my, my household and my community. And I'm going to start there. Um, that's because that's what I can do now. However that looks like for me, um, because, and that's one of the things I don't like about news is that we're all worried about everybody else's business. I'm going to worry about my business and my community and making that uh, a pleasant place to be and a kind place to be. And then that will trickle and that will spread. So that was my takeaway. Do you. Do me. Takeaway. Yeah. I'm going to do me. Everybody else can deal with their own shit. <laughs> Putting the oxygen mask on first. Oh, do we, did, did Eva talk about Crystal? I don't think we met Crystal. Well. Oh, yeah, Crystal. Yeah, that's her friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I live in, she's, she lives right down the road from her, I think. Crystal, I think... Is Crystal maybe... I think Crystal's the one moving to, move to, to Mexico. Okay. We, we'll have fun we in Mexico as well, Crystal. if that's yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of one of those things of like check yourself. Um, I kind of I do like what you said about you know with your own community or whatever. Um, if you're looking around and you see that there's some things that may not, and I'm kind of fifty fifty with this situation because I know that in my community, um, I know that there's a lot of less help needed than there is in different places. Um, I think so. It's kind of like I want to not just be in my bubble and contribute to my little bubble, but I want to contribute to more than just my bubble. Yeah. So it's like, you know, bottom line is, is you have to get into that mindset first of help out. You know what I mean? Whether it's in your community, whether it's in a different community, it's like, what have you done? What are you mm-hmm. doing currently um, that is, is, outside of your comfort zone or or that's helping somebody else are you doing it on a day-to-day basis if not could you be it's like and it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be financial right yeah um 
smiles. <laughs> you know, as, as, as weird as that may sound, um, giving somebody a smile and saying hello to them uh, can make somebody's day. You yeah, know what I mean, it's and like, it did. There were several occasions yes. where you smiled at someone who had the straight look on their Woo! face for whatever reason. Yeah, um, and then you smiled, and then these these faces just lit up, and it's a universal language that. Yeah, so it's just kind of like figure it out. Like if you don't have the means for financial, figure out the means of stuff that you do have an abundance of, and if it's happiness, pass mm-hmm. on the happiness. Yeah, um, if it's food, pass on the food. Yeah, just trying to do it on a day to day basis. That's my is, goal. Yeah, and there's what. But there is no wrong answer. No, it's like absolutely what, not. Like my response is based on what I feel called to do. I don't feel called to go and save the world. I don't believe that anyone needs saving um, outside of the food, water, shelter, whatever. And I'm, that's separate. But like people have the capacity to. Well, I don't even know the answer to that because I haven't asked all the people. I don't know all the people. All I know is that I don't need saving, and therefore I don't want to have to save other people. But I do want to have be available to have an arm out if someone needs help. Um, and so. But anyways, that's me. So there's no wrong answer here. There's no right answer. It's just there's seven, oh, almost eight billion ways to get out there, build community, love one another, um, smile, even when things aren't going your way or you don't feel the best or whatever. Um, and suffering. Are you suffering right now? Are you choosing to suffer? Because like Pete just said, like suffering is a choice. Um, you know, we we've experienced people who... Don't have clean water, don't have food on a day-to-day basis, don't have a flooring um, of their own houses that continue to be on a a smiley um, and choose not to suffer about it. So if you're suffering, if you're finding yourself suffering, reach out to somebody, for one. Mm -hmm. Reach out. um, Do something different. You know, ask a friend, talk to people, come, you know, listen to one of our podcasts. We're entertaining. As someone who's been on the end of suffering um, mentally and emotionally – um, and I, I did, I have reached out, but I've also, there's been, I spent many, many days and nights not reaching out. If someone looks like they could use a hand, um, offer it, offer it. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the, it's the, you know, someone coming at me and being like, Hey, I'm sensing some things here. Like what's going on? Do you want to talk or do yeah. you want me to sit with you and be quiet? Or do you want to go for a walk or like anything to get me out of my ick or my shell, um, is a good thing. Um, and a safe space and things like that. So, yeah, both ways. Both ways. Both ways. What? Like, ask for help, but also, like, mm-hmm. it's hard to ask for help sometimes. And so if you see someone who might need help, then yeah. Yeah. And if you can get – if you ever if you ever have, again, if you have the ability to go visit someone or somewhere or places that are a little mm-hmm. bit worse off than you are, do it. Um, I really, really, really recommend – um, there's takeaways left and right, and if the takeaway is gratitude for what you have, amazing. Um, but if there's other ones that you you never thought you would have, which is you know one of my things, then it's even better. Uh, Crystal said, "Would you recommend other first worlders visit a developing country? Do you think it will open their eyes?" <laughs> Look, that just happened, and I didn't even see that question. So yes, I do absolutely. Crystal yeah. uh, recommend first worlders visit a developing country. Um, you know, and if it doesn't open their eyes, then there's more, you know, there's more issues there than having their eyes closed. It's just some people, when they're ready, I think they'll, they're able to see. And whenever you're yeah. not ready, then you're never going to see. So, and um, one of the questions, actually, this is, I've gotten this question a lot this week in my driving for Uber, um, people visiting San Diego um, and maybe wanting to go visit Mexico and things like that. And the question is, is it safe? Um, and one of the people in my car, her daughter went to Guatemala and was kidnapped or something like safety is a big thing. Guatemala but, city. 
(laughs) Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Safety is a big thing, but it's also an energetic match. If things aren't safe, then they're not safe within yourself either. Um, this is my experience, by the way. So I have, I was never felt unsafe. I've never felt unsafe in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I've never felt unsafe in, I felt mo- more unsafe in the United States than I have anywhere else I've ever traveled. Yeah. So. It's, I, felt, I, I felt over, yeah. I mean, not, not overly, but I felt ridiculously safe in Panahangel. Yeah. Because everybody was there looking out yeah. for each other. Yeah. And it was like, and I think they have, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Crystal, or uh, Eva, if you're on here still. Um, it's like one of the lowest crime rates ever. I mean, mainly because they take care of they take care of. Uh, There's still own. something you get your arm chopped off. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> like, what's it called when the society does the policing? Whatever that is, like that's what happens. Huh? Not anarchy. Uh, no, it's Marshall's law, and that whatever it is, yeah, something like that. Um, I just i I recommend going somewhere that's not comfortable. Yeah, there um, you go. That's a good one. And. If that's a developing country, if that's and I don't even and 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 it's I Crystal, I would want to hear your like the word third world seems separatist separatist or separate separating because people are people and five hundred years ago the entire Earth was third world like it's a technology ranking of some sort so I I would just like go somewhere that's uncomfortable to make connections with people yeah. Yeah, differently than you live your life is yeah. what I would highly recommend. And then all of a sudden, just like driving Uber has made San Diego a much smaller place, that makes the world a much smaller place. Um, one of uh, For Christmas, I got this book. Uh, it's one of Brene Brown's most recent books, um, Braving the Wilderness, maybe something about wilderness. And in it, one of her points is that um, people are hard to hate close up, so move in. Um that goes with a president, that goes with a person who we've been told to t- say is a terrorist, that goes with your neighbors who you may not disagree with, you may disagree with, that goes with people who speak a different language that you don't know if you can even relate to. Like, everyone's human. Everyone has a heart. I don't care how much empathy is lacked. Like, move in, get to know someone. Um, then there'll be, there will be a connection. Yeah. You may, I sure. mean, it may not be a permanent one or lasting one. Not everybody's everybody's people. That's another lesson I learned this week. Some people just aren't each other's people, and that's okay. But at least you can find understanding and empathy and compassion for someone's situation and walk away lovingly. Yeah. Ooh, that was a yeah. good one. That was a good one. That was a good ending. Yeah. That was a really good ending. So get out there, tap into something. Uh, tap into someone besides yourself. Uh, you know what I mean? Like get get uncomfortable, go to places that expand your horizons, expand your brain, like get you to thinking. That's one of my biggest things was that, holy moly, my brain has been on overdrive since we got back um, on what I can do to better myself, on what I can do to better, you know, the world around me. Um, and then, you know, like Sydney said, write it all down until it makes sense. And then if it doesn't make sense, go back and read it again until it does. Uh, but you have the ability to touch people's lives on a day-to-day basis. So if you're not doing that, what's the problem, man and woman? Seriously, do something. It's fun. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again today. Um, Come somewhere next. We're not sure where we're going next. Australia, possibly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Daniel said, I'm in. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to uh, touch some other parts of the world um, as well as touch some more lives like you all have touched ours. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, and we will see you again next week, probably. Yep. I think I'm good. 
Oh yeah, Danielle's not going to be in there. Oh, we'll still see you next week. We'll do a live. It I won't be. Say, yeah, you guys can, or you can maybe come <coughs> the day before. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, we may not be in the studio, but we'll 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 have a live coming on somewhere. We'll be going with the flow. Going with the flow. All right. As always, from our heart to yours. to yours, get off here. Go tap into life. Tap out. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap tap into life. life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.